This is your Drive Time News Blast. 30 minutes jam-packed with up-to-the-minute news from a perspective of truth, liberty, and justice every weekday. This is Monica Perez. And I'm Brad Binkley. Our coverage of the impeachment yesterday was so prescient. We completely nailed what came out today. And I'm... From what I understand, you're as burnt out on this as just about everybody else. You might not have seen this crazy CNN headline I saw, but when listening to the testimony, this kept popping up in my mind, but I didn't make the connection with our show yesterday until I saw the CNN headline. Is there anything that you think that we were way ahead of yesterday that you saw come out this morning? I don't know. I didn't see it. Here is the CNN headline, and I had noticed this in the testimony and just did not snap to what we had talked about yesterday, but here's the CNN headline. Why lawmakers keep bringing up drama class in today's hearing? Drama class? Yeah, so you have to listen to the whole thing, right? But I didn't. I was just listening to the highlights. So I heard three references. CNN only highlighted two of the references, but I noticed a third reference also. One of the references was Steve Cohen, a Democrat from Tennessee, said, I I took a theater class in college and you have to blah, blah, blah. And then he talks about how it pertains to what they were doing there. Uh, I didn't like really super focus on it because I was just like stood up like they all take acting classes. Mm -hmm. And then Collins, the Georgia guy, I think he's from Georgia. Yeah, he's definitely from Georgia. But um, he said, you're talking about acting First thing you have to do is read the lines, meaning, I guess, the transcript of the call, because that guy's the Republican. What CNN highlighted both of those statements, but did not highlight the statement that somebody made that Zelensky is an actor, which is true. So here, here was the thing that I was thinking, is that you had said how they were... They're, they weren't even giving it their best in their acting this time around. Remember yesterday yeah. you said that? Yeah. And I was thinking, I, 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 I remember saying that I thought they didn't even, they were just acting. They didn't, there was no, nothing for them to attach to. So that's why their acting was poor. Normally they're just full of it and believe their own garbage. So yeah. they can get away with it. But then I started thinking, I started folding in because of what you said, what CNN said, and then somebody tweeted at me this Don Lemon meltdown over a dumb Star Wars meme. I heard about that. Yeah, I I didn't watch the last five seconds, but Lemon, I didn't see him, like, cry. But he was just disgusted at how stupid it is and how, like, silly and unprofessional it was for Trump to tweet this. He's, like, some... One of the Star Wars, I couldn't keep track of it. Like, he, he, like disintegrates elizabeth warren you're thinking avengers it's thanos that he tweeted oh, a thanos oh yeah meme yeah yeah thanos sorry yeah no it wasn't star wars you're right you're right the right. seven impeachment democrats disappear and that's what disgusted don lemon yes yes sorry it wasn't star wars right so yes that's exactly what disgusted don lemon and don lemon was don lemon was totally disgusted And I was like, oh, this is exactly what you and me and Scott Adams were feeling, like just disgusted with the other side. So it was like, we crazy, they crazy, we all crazy, you know, like just like this primitive, 
emotional nonsense that's coming on both sides as usual. And one of the things that makes us, that made us crazy yesterday, that is meant to make people crazy is how inauthentic and irresponsible the Democrats are being. So in case the regular person didn't really pick up on the fact that these guys acting was so damn bad, they're actually talking, they're actually bringing it into your mind like these guys are such pieces of crap. They're actually acting and they're not even sincere in their own hearts. Like it is, all of this stuff is meant to make us all absolutely crazy on both sides of the aisle, I think. I would agree with that. They are definitely trying to make us crazy, and they're directing that crazy energy towards each other so that people fight with each other. Do you know if when they were talking about drama class, if they were talking about the need to dramatize the impeachment stuff so that it impresses upon the mind and imagination of the public? Let me look and see what this, if I can find the CNN article on what that, that site was, on what they were quoting. The reason I ask is because something else that we briefly touched on yesterday is this idea that people who recognize, who who want Trump to be impeached, who recognize that a lot of the stuff coming out is just not true. It's just acting and it's just exaggerating. Very good. Yes. Let me read you the quotes. These are the two quotes CNN wants us to pay attention to. Okay. So the first one was the one I heard and noticed immediately. Steve Cohen, a Democrat from Tennessee, said... I took theater and drama in college, and I was told the one thing you have to do is have the willing suspension of disbelief. The Republicans obviously took that course over and over and over again. So he is alleging that it's the the Republicans. And then the Republican says, folks who study drama also understand you read the lines. They can read the transcript. Quit saying, I want you to do me a favor. It's not in the transcript. So he, that's Collins kind of rebuttal. And speaking of rebuttals, I don't know if you saw this, but I think this was another thing from CNN or something like that, that I tweeted at you. It's like, why you actually read the same article to me a week or two ago. And here it is like making headlines, like why the three defenses the Republicans keep promoting are ridiculous and wrong. And they don't talk about why they're wrong in the headlines. They just say like the three defenses that are discredited. That's the headline. Like, you have to actually read to the bottom of it. It's like a Snopes thing where it's just, if you actually read through it, you're like, oh, you didn't debunk that at all. You know what I'm saying? But anyway. Yeah, they've been putting those out there over and over again because they're trying to, if you repeat them, the more repetition there is, the more that those excuses just automatically come to people's minds. Yes. Oh, yes. They're giving you the rebuttal to say to your mother-in-law or whatever. They're They're just training people in their lines. Yeah. Really? It's, yeah. it's more People don't even have to actively try and remember them if they watch them enough. Right. They don't even have to try to remember and then, them. Just but, stick and right most there of the brain. time, they're all sitting around with people who think the same as they do. And they yeah. don't even, they, they kind of just vaguely recall that there is a rebuttal and they all kind of like snap their fingers at each other. Yeah, yeah. Bull. Yeah. Bull. You know, like they'll see the Republican like, bullshit. Yeah, bullshit. Right, right. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So, but there was a point in the testimony where someone actually did say stuff that I was like, okay, now you're talking. And that was when he said, okay, the Trump Foundation, Trump University, that stuff that that Trump actually paid out, one in a judgment and one in a settlement, 
that he was defrauding people or certainly, I mean, maybe real Trump supporters are going to want to argue with me on this, but that is consistent. Actually, I'll always tell you when I think something is consistent with his personality, with his history, I've been following for decades or not consistent and getting peed on or watching people pee or paying prostitutes. None of that is consistent with his personality, but this stuff about the foundation and the university is consistent and they did what this guy, so this guy brought that up as like, this is a pattern of corruption of this guy. He didn't bring up other stuff that also makes you scratch your head. I won't get into, but casino stuff, some of his building stuff. Uh, there was a, his relationship with Roy Cohn, the fact that his testimony was destroyed in a fire, like the year he announced his run or whatever registered MAGA. So there's a lot of stuff with Trump that you could bring out, but it is kind of small time personal stuff. Okay. So here was, was a, a third thing. My third and final comment ties into that. And it's this. Later in this newscast I was listening to, I was flipping around a lot because some of the stations were just playing directly from Congress. And I just, all day, I did not want to night. intentionally drive into a utility pole. So I had to keep CNN, turning. Yeah. <laughs> they canceled all their shows yeah. and ran that boring nightmare. Right, but they didn't all night. run. So this is actually a story now. They didn't run Lindsey Graham calling out the IG report FBI thing. You understand what I'm saying? They didn't yeah. run. They were running only the kind. So like, whatever. I, I can't get into that. It's a, such a waste of time. But one thing that the guy said that one of the commentators said on one of the channels I was flipping through, which is just ba basically Fox and CNN, basically. And the guy said that what. Oh, maybe this was part of the testimony after all. He said one of the congressmen yeah, said that that Trump had done. He he said something something like I was driving so I couldn't write it down but something like he had done the worst thing imaginable the worst thing imaginable and I was just like so like horrible visions of <laughs> human wow. trafficking all like flowing through my mind decapitation yes, and he and... says so he says the worst thing imaginable that he that he was trying to interfere in our election interfere in Americans' right to choose. So let me just, I just want to break that down for a second. That guy doesn't have much of, a much of, an, much imagination. of an imagination. Exactly. But so I was thinking like what the most important thing in the world is for Americans to vote for president between a Republican and a Democrat. That's pretty funny because first of all, by the time they get there, they're totally selected. And second of all, all you're really voting on is which person is going to have the power of the quid pro quo. Because politicians are just yeah. quid, quid pro quo, right? So all yeah. you're doing is giving someone that power and hoping they use it for you, right? Yeah. So in the actual case, so that, so in real law, you have to actually go case by case. This is what I was saying. Like I had a problem in law school because I wanted to just sweep things away with generalizing. Well, that can't be true. Like, no, it has to be the case. The case here is, was Trump really afraid of Biden? And is Biden really a better choice for us? You know, like, is this something that's the, the worst thing imaginable, whatever? I don't think Biden would have beat Trump under any circumstances. And he's actually more likely having been victimized by Trump to win, I think. And I don't think he will. I don't think it'll go that way. Yeah. He's in a better position. Being yeah, victimized. But Biden at the heart of this is how corrupt Biden is 
in international dealings worth billions of dollars. Like Trump stuff is small potatoes. I mean, Biden is DC corrupt. You know, like Biden is big time corrupt. Biden is dealing with governments and the IMF and billions of dollars. Like that stuff with Hunter Biden in China, which is baby mama wants disclosure on. That's going to be great. Well, she'll just get settled. But but I, I was saying, so our choice is between Trump, who lines his own pockets a little bit, and Biden, who potentially we need to actually have the investigation on this, uses his position of power to negotiate with other countries about getting billions of dollars into the pockets of his friends. I'm not talking about Hunter's salary. I'm talking about Kolomoisky's private bank. I'm talking about the China fund with Whitey Bulger's nephew and John Kerry's stepson. That's what I'm talking Devin Archer, the convicted and later overturned by a Democratic-connected judge, conviction for, for just this kind of fraud. So we, so there are, in my mind, there, the damages are arguably, you can't, you can't prove damages because we're better off without all of them, including Trump. And Biden kind of shows himself to be maybe a little bit guilty with the way he responds to any question at all about any of this. Anytime it comes up, he snaps on people, challenges them to push-up contest and IQ contest in, in front of t- a town hall. I mean, he, he just goes at people who even That's broach true. the and subject. That's true, and he's got this doddering thing working, right? So I don't know. I think that's an act, but let's say it's not an act, right? Let's say it's not an act. Inside intelligence would tell Trump that he can eat that guy's lunch, to use Pelosi's expression. Yeah, he's, he doesn't seem like a threat at all. No, but he— Why would you jeopardize everything to go after someone who is not a strong But I think candidate? he's masterful at using his power— for personal gain, I do. I, I'm convinced after reading this Ukraine stuff that that Biden is Machiavellian in just yeah. venality. Yeah, venality. I think is the like wanting material. There's another Biden-related story today, which I missed it. But apparently, there were reports that he was telling people that if he wins, he's only going to do one term. And he has denied these reports, but I thought that that was interesting. I thought that that – I haven't decided yet how I feel about that, but if he were only doing one term, I would say that it's more plausible that they would have him beat Trump. I still think Trump's absolutely going to win, but that was just an interesting little wrinkle that was thrown in, that he would only do one term because of his age. So if it were a – oh, he said that? He brought he age He didn't say out? that. This is what the – this is what the reports of of him right, right. of his campaign so saying. So actually, was. and he denied it. They denied that, that this was would going be on. a kind of whisper campaign to get a Biden Abrams ticket. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, is that and another election related thing is Indivisible came out with what's called like a a candidate grid or something like that, and they have all these candidates. They have all these factors where they factor in this what each candidate does with policies and their rhetoric and everything, and then they give them a score. And it all comes out the exact same as their poll showed recently, where Elizabeth Warren was at like 98% for them, so she's number one. And then uh, I think Julian Castro maybe, or Bernie was number two, Julian Castro was number three. And they go through all of these candidates, and they they give the ones who refuse to interview with them 
they just like they wouldn't interview with us. So Klobuchar only gets fifty percent. Biden only gets fifty percent. But then after that, they go down and they have one more candidate they show off, and it's all in red, like it's evil and the devil, and it's Donald Trump, and it's zero <laughs> percent. And it says he works to fight against everything that we stand for, and his entire presidency is based on white nationalism and racism. No, it's based on globalism and baiting and switching Republicans. That's what it's about. <laughs> yeah. So that's nice. Uh, uh, Bloomberg, yeah. who Bloomberg, surprisingly, or no, it wasn't. It was, it was Tom Steyer that actually had a pretty good ranking oh. for them. But Bloomberg recently. This was out this morning. He gave $10 million to endorsed House Democrats. And the decision on how to spend the $10 million is going to be handled by the House Majority PAC, the Super PAC. He's giving money to a Super PAC that's run by the House Majority that's going to decide which candidates get that money that he spent. I thought this is interesting because all of these candidates have been talking about how white billionaires shouldn't be able to buy their way into the election, yet they're going to be... See, it's interesting that he didn't give them directly to the candidates. Mm -hmm. He reserved that decision to somebody else, so we're not going to know unless we closely follow it which one of these candidates are bashing him for being a billionaire or actually receiving money from him at the same time. Plus, he actually gives power. So when you talk about people like having tons and tons of money, nobody cares about green pieces of paper. They care about the power... And so he's yeah, giving yeah, that they, to somebody who now owes him. Is right, it, he should, is yes, it, exactly. Uh, I can't help but think of her as what Rush called her way back when, Debbie Blabbermouth Smith. <laughs> so Wasserman Schultz, or that Debbie Wasserman Schultz, uh, Debbie Blabbermouth Schultz. What, um, she's not, she's not running that show anymore. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I I don't know yeah, who's who running knows? that. I don't know who decides. I the just think it's, just it's a bit ironic. I can't think about it. Yeah, it's a bit ironic that they don't. They think that he should not be able to buy his way into the election, but he should be able to buy other right. Democrats' way right. into the election. Eight and ten voters say that the most stressful thing in their life is politics. I think that's interesting and very true. That shows that the divide and conquer tactic is working very well. It's not so much that politics stress me out. They clearly are making this super stressful for people, the whole snowflake thing. And when when Trump got elected and they gave them coloring rooms, I mean, obviously that heightens the sense of doom. But for me, the stress comes from like the surveillance stuff. The we're going to have I was just saying to my son, like, oh, by the time you're my age, you'll there'll be a cashless society. And he's like, you think? I was like, oh, definitely. I mean, for sure. For sure. So, well, I I think so. And the surveillance and the facial recognition and the 5G and what, I don't care what you think is in the stuff that airplanes is crap are crapping out into our skies. But like every time I see Greta, I'm like, can you just explain to me how the constant Billions of tons of crap that is spewed out of the back of an airline. Don't tell me it's freaking water vapor. I don't understand how the nature of jet fuel exhaust has changed so much since I was a kid that now it just blankets the sky and it didn't used to. And that's just water. So don't tell Greta that she's going to get mad at you. I don't understand why she doesn't care about that. Why nobody cares about that. It's the dog that didn't bark. It's not water vapor. It's water vapor. Okay, well, water vapor is... Are they, they're, 
that should make her feel better then because it's clearly changing the weather. It blankets the sky. And it is. It's not changing the weather. <laughs> Trust the science. Trust it's the children. It's 100% consistent with solar radiation management. The proposal to combat climate change. I just, it's making me crazy. Oh, but what makes me even more crazy is the USMCA thing. Yet, when I open my, as Christina Gonzalez used to say, my people might know her from WSB from way back when, she used to say like she checked her, would check her traps in the morning. So when I checked my traps this morning, I had, I had a, like a headline list of 13, It's like a bunch of grids in different categories, but the mainstream media one has 13 different sources, and seven out of the 13 headlines were Trump mocks Greta. And none of the 13 headlines was about (laughs) USMCA. As a matter of fact, my husband woke up saying, what is USMCA? Like, it was in the newspaper. It's like, oh, my gosh. It is the biggest. (laughs) It's it's Trump's triumph for globalism. It is the the beginning of the end of national sovereignty. So he hasn't been listening are you? If he didn't listen, if he listened, we would have a, a more subdued conversation. He'd be like, "What are you saying that for? <laughs> that sounds crazy." You know? <laughs> no, 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 I count on him not listening. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, that made me crazy this morning. Was there any headlines about that said Greta full of shit? Nope. Mm-mm. The whistleblower is preparing to testify in the Senate. That's another thing to look forward to, and I expect oh, that we may see yes. him at the Senate. Somebody testimony. outed him yesterday. Again, somebody outed him. No, like in in uh, at, in Congress. Oh, did, did you they? see that? Yeah, I did not see that. Congressman Louis Gohmert. the The headline is that he names the alleged whistleblower. Did Adam Schiff leap over the the banister there and tackle him? Maybe. Adam Schiff, you can't find a picture of him where he doesn't look like he wants to eat your baby. Yeah, he eats babies. There's no doubt in my mind. Definitely. I mean, he he's not even like now I totally believe the people who say they they infuse or drink baby's blood cuz that guy is like literally eating the baby like the way he looks. Right. I he's feel a- like other than he's that, like, he's a vegetarian, but he, he does make an exception me, for babies. You know, on The Simpsons, the aliens, like Kang. I don't Kang. remember. How can you not remember The Simpsons? I didn't is, watch a lot of Simpsons. It's still on. It's like I know it's been on my like, most of my life. It's been on <laughs> all of your life, probably. Hey, almost. But anyway, so uh, one of the. You know how the aliens, if you will remember, they have these huge heads and bulging eyes, and they're just always salivating? Yeah. They're always salivating. Yeah. And I just, Adam Schiff looks like that to me. He does have bulging eyes, and he is frequently salivating. He looks like, he just looks to me like he's just, the, there's going to be saliva dripping down his face. Anyway, so, okay, so here was a story that was kind of crazy, or I just... It hits so many freaking check marks that I, I didn't look into it really at first, but then I tried to look into it and it's and it started unraveling immediately. This story, well, I shouldn't say unraveling. I'm puzzled. There's a story that there's a news headline that in Jer- Jersey City there was a shootout where a cop was shot, a Jewish deli was targeted, and the perpetrators were black I- Hebrew Israelites. Okay? Mm-hmm. I'm not sure any of those details are really true like any of the themes the reason i looked into it was i had just noticed what what under normal circumstances i would think was like fake 
or crisis actors or something, but something about it really struck me as true. This this guy, Frank Ordonez, was a UPS driver who was killed by police in a reckless interstate highway standoff shootout. A couple, maybe it was last week. I can't remember. Maybe, yeah, about last week, I think. And his stepfather is being a strong advocate against this recklessness and police accountability. It's very nice of him. And uh, so the UPS truck had been hijacked. And and this thing was very compelling. Like the stepfather is very compelling in his criticism of how the police handled it. So when I saw this Jersey City thing, the initial headline was a stolen U-Haul pulls up in front of this deli, there's a big shootout, a cop is dead, and and then the next day it starts folding in that it was black Hebrew Israelites, that it was an anti-Semitic action, all this stuff. There's like a million boxes to check on this thing. But it caught my eye because it seemed to immediately flip the script on the UPS issue, okay? But the other details now all, all seem to fall apart. And some of the earlier stories from two days ago when this fir- thing first came out have been rewritten. So you can see it has a December 10th date, but it says updated two yeah. hours ago. Yeah. So I couldn't find, you have to find real small newspapers that aren't really paying attention to that stuff to, to find it. It's a little tricky. But from what I can tell, the real story is this. There was a murder in Jersey City over the weekend. And this stolen U-Haul truck was identified as a suspicious vehicle in relation to the murder. So a cop went up to the U-Haul and they shot him in the head. And they fled to what was described in the earlier articles as to a bodega. The cops did? No, no. The cop was dead. Oh, they shot the cop in the head. And I think maybe his partner was shot in the shoulder. I can't tell. So they they took the U-Haul and they fled to a bodega. But but there are a lot of memes this this falls into – particularly like this hero cop thing folds into what Barr was saying, like your communities will not be protected if you don't start respecting the cops. So there's definitely the hero cop thing. This The anti-Semitic angle is 100% coincident with Trump releasing an executive order on anti-Semitism like that day. So clearly he did not pen it that morning. Maybe he was waiting for the inevitable incident. What was that executive order again? I saw the executive order was that Title Six protection, which protects, I think, like race, color, and national origin, that you can't get federal funds at a university if they practice discrimination, that it doesn't cover religious groups or expressly cover Judaism as a national origin that it should be included because it's an ethnicity. That's right. So I read it and then I read some articles about it saying, well, this might mean that if there's any BDS activity, boycott, divest, sanction, if people object to the policies of Israel, then they might be counted as the, the, this university might lose funding and slap them down. And when I read the executive article, I didn't uh, order. I didn't see that at all. However, the executive order did say that they used the definition of anti-Semitism. They were adopting into the executive order the working definition of anti-Semitism that was recently established by the International Holocaust Remembrance Alliance. And that's a nine-page document that does potentially, you know, that, that folds a lot more stuff in than the executive order looks like it's folding in. Yeah. So the executive order lifts the like two sentence definition from that document, which would be fine. But then they also reference the document. Uh-huh. So that brings in a lot. If they were just going to use that sentence, then you could use it as its face. 
but when they uh-huh. bring in the documents. So I think that opens up a can of worms, and I don't know if it has anything. I continue to think that this stuff is connected to Netanyahu's struggles in Israel because yesterday they did finally establish that he is not going to be able to form a government and has to stand at the polls for a third time in one year. And we know what good friends Jared Kushner and Trump and Netanyahu are, and I just can't help but wonder if a lot of this stuff is going to help Netanyahu personally. I mean, this is the kind of stuff where they care about their personal stuff that if the impeachment thing has merit, I mean, I think this other stuff is equally meritorious. I think it's all equally meritorious to the point of it's all a big drama show. Yes, for the most yes, part. big drama show. Yeah, what's that guy's <laughs> name? Triple that G. Boxer? That's your Gennady favorite boxer. Golovkin. And, He's my uh, favorite. Quick hit story before we get out yeah, of here. Bring it. Harvey Weinstein was seen walking into court. Actually, about a week ago, he was seen walking into court looking ill. And then yesterday, there was a story. Seen walking into court, Harvey Weinstein was using a walker. What? Trying to get some sympathy points from the judge and jury, if there is one, I presume. But he does. He looks like he's, he looks kind of like, honestly, the dolphin man from South Park that walks with a walker when he genetically engineers himself into a hybrid. Well, that did not work for Bill Cosby. And I will say, keep your eyes open. The British election is today. So Boris Johnson is standing, my guess is he'll get reelected, although there might be a wrinkle, he might lose his seat. So he might be the prime minister, but not a minister at all. (laughs) Isn't that weird? That's hilarious. It's kind of weird. You guys can find your Drive Time News Blast every weekday afternoon at 4 p.m. on thepropreport.com or your favorite podcasting platform with the Propaganda Report podcast feed. We will talk to you tomorrow.